Good morning and welcome to episode 14 of the Beating Around the Bush podcast. Today's episode is entitled, Let's Get Straight to the Point. And I'll explain that in a minute. But first of all, the Beating Around the Bush podcast is an extension of the Beating Around the Bush column that appears weekly in the Carroll County Newsletter and are simply my opinions, my observations, and the usual ramblings of an old sports writer. So let's get right into the meat of our subject today, and we continually, on a weekly basis, talk about Huntington sports, and in particularly uh, Huntington football. And on a sad note, Huntington football season comes to an end this past Friday night in Orange Mound in the inner city of Memphis, Tennessee. They fall to M-A-H-S, or Moz as they call it. In that area, 8-7 to seven in an exciting football game. One of the be- better football games I've watched in a long time. It was just a war between two real good teams. But we're going to talk a lot about that. And uh, we might have time for some other things this morning. But since it's the last football game of the season, let's kind of focus on that. Because there's a lot of things that I'd like to say about that. And remember, uh, this is my podcast. I say what I want to. I try to tell you the truth. I try to tell you like it is, but these are strictly my opinions, my observations, and my usual ramblings, as I mentioned in our disclaimer to start the show. But one thing I want to say to this football team, you know, first of all, uh, you know, we were told when the season started, a lot of the predictions were five wins, six wins. Uh, That would Might not go beyond that because the schedule is one of the toughest in the state, if not the toughest in the state. But the one thing I want to get off my mind right off the bat before we get into a lot of other things is I want to say something to this football team. You know, a lot of people have told them since Friday night. And I haven't heard it verbally. I just know how this goes. But the comments have gone something like, keep your heads up. Keep your heads up. You know, you, you had a great season. Uh, you, you We're proud of you. And, and all those things should have been said. But one thing, when, when you talk about keep your heads up, well, let me take a different twist on that, guys. For all you football players that are listening, for all you seniors uh, that are moving on to something else in your life, and, and, you know, those football players that are coming back next season to try to keep this tradition alive, and, uh, well, it's it's never going to die. But anyway, w- when they tell you to keep your heads up, this is going to sound like a crazy comment, but I'm going to tell you don't. Keep your heads down. And the reason I say that is because you need to remember this football game. You need to remember it for the good reasons, naturally, and that is how well you played, uh, what a great season you had, and how proud the community is of you and they are and i i've said often and i've said it often on this podcast and i've said it to some of the players uh i I preached it all year i've been doing this for 21 years as far as the newspaper is concerned covering huntington football and this is my most favorite team that i've covered but when i talk about don't get you don't raise your don't get your heads up and don't Don't forget about it. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Do not forget about this loss because it's when you have those negative moments in your life. 
It's when you have those things that don't go your way moments in your life that you need to remember more than you need to remember the good things. For example, you need to remember this loss more than you need to remember that win against Trenton that ended their 44-game winning streak. And I say that because what you're trying to do in life, and this is maybe more for the seniors than it is anybody else this morning, uh, and it's it, it'll, go, it'll go for the returning players too, but you need to remember the losses. You need to remember the mistakes because you need to learn from those. And I say that because we all make mistakes. We all do things and uh, that are not done the right way. Or we do things, uh, we make decisions sometimes that people don't always agree with. But we do those at a moment in our life when we think it's the best thing. And the what I'm trying to get at is we learn when those decisions or we learn when those mistakes don't turn out the way we expected them to. We lost a football game Friday night. There was a lot of things that didn't go our way. There were mistakes in that game that cost us the football game. There were decisions that were made that caused us to lose. And that's why I say don't 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 get your head up and, and forget about it because you want to remember those mistakes. You want to remember what you did wrong. You want to think about why didn't I do this or why didn't I do that? Because later in life, especially for the seniors, you will be faced with a decision on a daily basis that is outside sports. It might be a financial situation. It might be a marital situation. It might be a relationship type thing. It might be a job related thing, but you're going to be faced with decisions that you have to make. You need to take this loss and you need to learn from it and figure out how to apply that to your life later on because it will help you. The losses help you more than the wins do because honestly, against Trenton, you did everything right. You didn't do anything wrong and everything went your way. So what did you learn from that? You you learned that if you do things the right way, that if you succeed at what you've been asked to do or what you've been tasked to do, then you'll succeed. You did not do everything you were supposed to do Friday night against Moss, and that led to loss. But that's, that doesn't take away from the fact that you had a great season. So what I'm trying to say and what I'm getting at here, and it's what I said a minute ago, learn from this. You'll get better because of it. You know, uh, it happens. Somebody, there's only going to be one team at the end that's still standing. And that's not going to be hanging. You know, but again, we just need to learn from that. And I think these kids will because this is a special uh, group of players. This is, as I said, my most favorite team that I've covered because they played the game the right way. They played hard. They did everything the coaches asked them to do. Friday night, Moz was athletic. 
Uh, they had a good game plan. They were well coached. It came down to one point, and that was the title of this podcast. Let's get straight to the point because they scored one touchdown. We scored one touchdown. And we'll break down the game here in a little bit. Uh, but there's one other thing I kind of wanted to say, kind of get off my mind, and that's what my column was about this week in the newspaper. Because, you know, you had nine wins, guys. This football team had nine wins, three losses, when people were expecting you to win five or six games. People were, Some people thought you would finish third in the region. Some people thought it might, fourth might even be a possibility in the region. You finished second in the region, and you played toe-to-toe with the best team in the region who are still playing. You think about it. Your three losses uh, were to McKenzie, who is playing this Friday night in Fayetteville uh, in the quarterfinals, ranked number one in the state in Class 1A. That's not an embarrassing loss. That's that's a quality loss, as they call it. Number two uh, loss came to Martin Westview, who is still playing. And they'll be playing the team that uh, – knocked you out of the playoffs this Friday night at Martin. So the three teams that you lost to are still playing. So you have nothing to be ashamed of. Yes, you should get your heads up. You should raise your heads up. You should be proud of what you did. But all I was trying to say was, you know, learn from those mistakes. You'll get better because of it. And I think this group of kids will. I think every senior on this football team will succeed at whatever they do uh, past this point. But one other point I wanted to make, and, and and as I mentioned before, it's what I wrote my column about this week, is there's a reason that these are great young men. There are reasons that this football team was outstanding. And I think that goes back to what I read on Facebook for the last three days. The parents of these kids flooded Facebook with comments of how proud they were of their kids. They flooded Facebook with how they love watching this football team play. What you did not hear, and I only saw a small smattering of that, and I'll address that in a minute, but you did not hear negative comments. You did not hear, we should have done this, we should have done that. You know, the coaches are terrible, the players are terrible. You didn't hear any of that because you all you heard was proud parents. And I think this is the reason that you guys will be successful because you got a great you got a great set of parents. Uh, you got parents that love you. You got parents that are proud of you. Uh, the loss didn't matter to them, and that's the whole point I was trying to make uh, so far in this podcast. That the losses, uh, when you fail, it doesn't matter. It's what you learn from that that matters. You're going to learn more from the mistakes you make than you will from your your victories. And this group of parents have taught you well. Uh, You should just be as proud of your parents as they are of you because they're the reason or they're part of the reason that you're successful at what you did. And I just want you to, I want you to dwell on that. I want you to think about the loss and what you can learn from it. But on the other hand, and it's kind of an oxymoron or whatever the term is, uh, I said don't lift your head up. But on the other hand, you need to hold your head high because you have a lot to be proud of. You, you, you come from great lineage with your parents. 
You played great football season. Uh, every game was competitive. One of the most enjoyable football seasons that I've ever been around. And there's more to life, especially for your seniors, after uh, this football season, after you graduate, there's going to be more uh, than football. Football, you know, Steve Barnett said it at the uh, the big pep rally they had the night before Trenton. Maybe we should have had one of those last Thursday. But anyway, what he said was, when you're a, when you're a Mustang, you're always a Mustang. That part will never leave you. You'll understand that several years from now. But that's kind of, you know, I kind of rambled around there a little bit, but those are, those are my thoughts. Uh, you know, this was a great football team. Great football players, uh, football players that loved each other, a great coaching staff, great men leading you, great set of parents that produced uh, these kids, and uh, have been a joy to watch. But let's go back and look at that football game just a little bit. As uh, there's not a lot you can say about it. There wouldn't, you know, there, it was just a battle. It was just a war. Uh, both teams came into this game averaging 40, 40 plus points a game. Uh, it was eight to seven. And all that did was, uh, I mean, you lost, you could say, because they converted a two point conversion and, you know, we went for one, but you thought there wouldn't be more, more points, uh, later on in the game, but it was an exciting game, uh, but when you look at the stats of this game, and everybody knows I'm a stat guy, I love I love stats. Uh, but you know, Huntington only had 107 yards by my stats total offense. I, you know, we've had that much in a half a quarter before. But give Mons credit. You know, they were always in the right place uh, with that high-powered offensive ours on defense and. Uh, they made the tackles when they needed to make it, and they kind of kept things jammed up, and that athleticism showed out. You know, we only had 98 yards rushing on the ground. And, you know, you got two backs that came into that game, or for the season they finished with 3,000 yards between the two of them, a little over 3,000 yards. One of them a Mr. Football semifinalist. And we'll find out in – Next week, I think it is, when they'll narrow that down to three. So maybe Aiden uh, Hutchison will be among those three. But, you know, he had 1,556 yards for the season. Uh, he was held to 31 yards rushing Friday night. Cade Wood had the best game. He had uh, 1,400 yards on the season. He was held to 51. And... It was the freshman, Gray Eubanks, that scored the only touchdown for the Mustangs. And Gray only ran the ball twice uh, for six yards, and one of those was a touchdown. He did complete two of four passes for nine yards, and Aiden and Cade both were recipients of uh, those passes. So they centered around stopping those two guys, and they did a good job of it. Now, Moz had a Division One commit that was in Cameron Miller. And he's going to the University of Tennessee, or he's committed to the University of Tennessee. Uh, Good-looking kid, good size. He's going as a wide receiver. Of course, Moz lined him up in the backfield a lot. They uh, put him out at wide receiver. You know, 
and when you think about it, and it happened earlier when we faced a Division One prospect and Ty Simpson at Martin Westview, he, uh, a Division One commit to Alabama, he he dominated the football game. Uh, Martin defeated Hayden earlier because of Ty Simpson, and he was that good. So what you expected out of Cameron Miller Friday night was to dominate the football game. Well, here's something you Mustangs need to be proud of. Uh, that defense uh, led by coordinator Robbie Miller shut Cameron Miller down. He was not a dominant force in that football game. He had a decent game statistic-wise. Uh, when you look at it, he had 13 carries, 46 yards. You know, Kay Wood had a better game. Uh, he caught three passes for 31 yards, so he had 77 yards of total offense. Think about that. You held a D1 commit to 77 yards. He should have dominated the football game. Well, there's two things you could say. Well, maybe he's not that good. Well, Tennessee thinks he's that good. So, why do you only have 77 yards? Well, maybe you need to attribute that to a great defense behind him, a great effort by a bunch of great kids. So, you held him in check. You know, the game started out like – you know, we were gonna we were gonna make some noise. You know, Moz uh, had the football first. We deferred to the second half, and they had a little drive going. Pass interception by Ashton Hutcherson, and Ashton's coming back next year. Just a sophomore, you'll see him in a lot of a lot in the backfield. I think next year, as he's an excellent excellent uh, football player, he'll be as good as Aiden, if not better. But we'll, that time will tell. But interception. Uh, we get the ball at their 22-yard line, I think, and we go 13 plays, uh, grinding it out. Gray Eubank scores on a one-yard run. Uh, Hunter Britt with the extra point, another senior that I'm going to miss. And we're up 7 to nothing. It stays 7 to nothing until uh, midway through or early in the third quarter as we just never could seem to get our offense in track. You know, we had a lot of situations where it was third and four, uh, that kind of stuff. We just couldn't uh, couldn't get that first down. You know, give Moz credit there. Uh, we punted, had football start the second half, punted. Uh, they took over and marched it down the field, uh, mainly a uh, couple of passes and running the football. Uh, but they score on a seven-play drive uh, that went uh, 73 yards, and they score on a six-yard run by Jamal Brown. And – they go for two. Cameron Miller converts the two-point conversion. It's eight to seven. Well, the game's not over. As uh, th- That's when the game kind of changed a little bit. Uh, that's when it, I don't know, that probably was the most exciting part of that football game was the last few minutes of it or from that third quarter on uh, when Ma scored their touchdown. But they kicked off and Landon Skippy Gordon, as they call him, Skippy, had a great kickoff turn, kind of bobbled a football around a little bit on the kick, and that usually happens when you do that is the defense kind of or the coverage, the kickoff coverage kind of breaks down a little bit. He had a great return, carried it all the way to Moz's 37-yard line, and where I was standing, uh, I couldn't see uh, where he got tackled. I knew he got tackled near Huntington's sideline. They ruled that he fumbled. Uh, Some people were saying that he was down. You could hear the crowd screaming that. I don't know. Uh, I didn't see it uh, from where I was at, so I, you know, I can't, I can't make a judgment on that. 
But, you know, regardless, the guys in the stripes uh, said that he did. Maz got the football back. But they fumbled it right back at midfield. There, again, we had the opportunity at that point uh, to capitalize. Still great field position at the 50. Well, we couldn't get anything going. Ended up punting. Maz gets the football back. And here's where I thought we were going to win the football game. Here's where I honestly thought we were going to win a football game. Because Moz had a little success. He did complete one pass for 30 yards, kind of get out of that a whole little bit. And uh, as Blake Reeves, who's an excellent punter, punted it down to their 15. They got out of that hole a little bit, but they threw an interception. Brady Warbrick, freshman safety, fourth interception of the year. And when he intercepted that football, he was running back. I honestly thought he was going to return it all the way for a touchdown. He got it past midfield, got it to their 48-yard line on that return. So it was a 30-plus-yard return. And I thought we were going to win the football game because I thought the momentum was on our side. And we couldn't capitalize. And then turned the ball over on downs, on a fourth down pass, uh, and Moz basically runs out the clock. There was some controversy earlier that I can address for a second because there was a TSSAA supervisor of officials on the sidelines. I uh, talked to him quite a bit. Said he had 56 schools that he oversaw uh, as far as the referees go. Uh, Shelby and uh, Tipton County, what he was responsible for. And if you'll remember, on Moz's touchdown, they broke the huddle with 12 players. Well, I didn't know this rule because there's a lot of rules in high school that are different than the ones that are in college and the pros. One that gets mistaken a lot is an uncatchable ball that where you throw a pass, they call pass interference, and you go, well, that's not pass interference because the ball was uncatchable. There's not an uncatchable in high school. It does That rule does not exist like it does in college. So there's some rules that are different. Well, here was what he told me when they broke the huddle with 12. And I know what you're going to say, and I'll explain that in just a minute when I make this comment. But he said it broke the huddle with 12, and he said that's legal in high school as long as that player gets off the field before they start the play. And that happened. He did get off the field, so that was no penalty. Now, later on, and here's what you're thinking, they did call for uh, Moss for having 12 men on the field. But they, that happened after a timeout. They came into the huddle after a timeout with 12 players on the field. And according to this guy, he told me, you can't do that. So that was, we didn't get cheated, folks. And, and I've always said, and I posted this on Facebook, that don't define your season on one play. Don't define uh, what happened on one play. We didn't lose the game because of one play. And I've always said that, and I've always find it funny that people go back and say, well, if the referee had called this or if that had happened, we would have won the game. There's a lot of things that go on in a football game. Uh, It's never just one play. You know, if there had been one of those drives where we uh, didn't go three and out or if there's somebody that dropped a pass, there's lots of things uh, over a course of a football game that attribute to who wins and who loses. So you cannot just say one play uh, to find that football game because it was a great football game. Now, uh, 
And I'm going to quickly do this because I want to talk about uh, Tennessee football maybe for a minute. But decide, I couldn't decide if I wanted to do this or not because everybody knows who they are. But it's my way of paying tribute to them. Uh, just to read off the seniors uh, that I have on my program. And like I said, great, great group of kids. But Jacob Robertson, Blaine Fields, and as I'm kind of going down my, my roster here, so – I'm trying to I'll take my time, make sure I get everybody. Cade Wood, uh, Aiden Hutcherson, Nate Ricketts, uh, Hunter Britt, uh, Sean McGee, Aiden Ennis, uh, Darius Gordon, Seth Hughes, uh, Matthew Pellinaro, Nathan Smith, Blake Reeves, Paxton Ely, David Downs. And hopefully I didn't miss anybody when I skimmed over that. That's not a lot of seniors, uh, but it's a quality group. And there's a lot of good players coming back next uh, season. Uh, there was a, a saying uh, that, I, I, that I read yesterday, and I wish I had it in front of me right now. I'm going to try to quote it off the top of my head. Uh, you can't attribute to success uh, tradition, but you should be inspired by it. So think about what that means. Tradition is a big part of Huntington football. Uh, Coach Eubanks, Coach Allen Eubanks, and I don't know if he coined this phrase. Uh, he's the baseball coach. He's back helping with football this year. Uh, but he used it first. The first time I ever heard it was during one of the baseball seasons where uh, – you're drinking from a well you didn't dig. And the kids coming back next year are drinking from a well they didn't dig. Uh, this football team this season is part of that tradition. But tradition helps you uh, have that mindset to win football games, but it doesn't help you win football games. But you should be inspired by what people have done before you. This group of kids coming back next year, you should be inspired by what happen this season with this group of seniors. And if you do, you'll be just as successful next season. And, I, and I'm excited about next season already. I always do that. Once one ends, I'm ready for the next one to start. Uh, July can't get here uh, soon enough. All right. Uh, let's just talk about Tennessee football. I only got a couple more minutes in my podcast. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't realize it until the other night, but some of the kids have been listening, uh, you know, I've got this thing that tells me how many views I've had on the podcast, but what I didn't realize is there might be three or four people listening to that where it says one or, or where it says two that's listened. You know, there may be multiple people. So, uh, but anyway, and I'm glad you do. And I'm going to continue to do this. We'll type do a little different basketball season starting tomorrow night. We might do things a little differently than what I've been doing, but, uh, I'll figure something out. But quickly, Tennessee football. And I keep saying this. I say this every week. And they, and they lost 41-17 to to Georgia this past Saturday. But they scored more points on Georgia's defense than anybody has all year. Tennessee team just lacks depth. They don't have enough players. You, you keep shuffling. Georgia keeps shuffling three or four uh, rotation of uh, five stars in or four stars, and Tennessee's only got one set of rotation 
of those kind of kids. And it wears on you. You notice Tennessee starts out strong in all those games that they've lost against good teams, and then they fade at the end. That's why. Uh, they get tired. It's hard to keep up that uh, in, in a college game. But Tennessee's headed in the right direction. And Josh Hopple is the guy that's going to take them. It's going to take a while. But they're headed in the right direction. And it's a close-knit group, kind of like these Mustangs uh, were this past season. The coaching staff are all on the same page for the first time in a long time. And it's going to be exciting to watch. But with that being said, uh, they've got two games left that they'll win. They'll finish seven and five. That's pretty good, I think, at this point uh, where this program is. Again, uh, basketball season starting Tuesday night. I've got a choice whether I go to Camden for a middle school game or go to Adamsville. I hadn't made up my mind. Probably will go to Camden. Uh, then I'm probably going to go to Martin Friday night and watch Moz and Martin Westview. Uh, that's the closest game in our area. So that's probably where I'm going to go. But uh, we'll do this a little differently. But like I said, uh, we're going to keep doing this podcast. And, and I'm going to keep doing the best I can. And thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week.